Dude, I uh, I made a I made a donation this morning. A donation to who? Uh, about a pint of blood. Oh, really? Yep. I uh, I finally went to the dentist. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, no, things went things went more or less okay. They told me I needed a floss. What else is new? You know? Yeah, same. I was a dentist last week, and they said the same thing to me. Yep. It's tough. It's tough. Tough out there. Blossom. I've heard, actually, a good friend of mine told me uh, that telling someone to start flossing is as hard as telling someone to quit smoking. Hmm. It is a terrible... That's interesting. A, not flossing is, the, like, such an addictive habit. Like, <laughs> yeah. I am addicted yeah. to not flossing. <laughs> it sucks. Flossing sucks. But I also figured, like, if, even if I flossed once a week, I would be flossing... 50 times more than I'm flossing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this podcast isn't about teeth. <laughs> um, hello there. My name is Toa Benjamin, and I'm here with my co-host... Toa Joey. <laughs> yes. And today, we're talking about a movie that was requested to us on Twitter by Justin at KoozieKing514. Justin's actually been on the podcast with us way back a few months ago. Uh, Justin requested that we watch the movie Bionicle Mask of Light, the movie. Yes, it's an animated kids uh, movie. Directed by one of the lesser known Shakespeare's. This cast includes, um, who cares? <laughs> yeah, truly. And uh, I watched this movie on YouTube for free. Uh, Joey, how did you watch it? I actually watched this on my own personal physical DVD that I own. <laughs> that is, that's amazing uh, that you actually own this one on DVD. Yeah, I get to experience all the extra features. Want to hear some of them? Oh, yes. Stuff like uh, Matt Tanui Explorer, insights around the world of characters, deleted scenes with the optional director's commentary, What? wall of history enhanced viewing mode, story to, storyboard to film comparison, and a sneak peek to the next Bionicle storyline. Wow, that's pretty cool. I, di- I actually felt like there was already a sneak peek to the next Bionicle storyline included in mm. this movie. But also, uh, just, a sh- just a heads up to anyone listening, if you want to watch it, again, it is free on YouTube. A, s- a simple search will find it. Or you can take a look at the Affable Chat Twitter. We tweeted out the link earlier. Uh, well, when you're listening to this, it'll be earlier this week. Um, Joey, why don't you go ahead and give us the synopsis? Right before, um, if anyone is interested in watching it, it's only 74 minutes long, so... Yeah, yeah that's you true. You knock that Very out short. instead of watching something on Netflix. Anyway, synopsis. Crisis has struck the ancient island of Matanui as the Makuta raises the rock sheet to intimidate and terrify the Matoran. Only the seventh Toa, wearing the Mask of Light, can possibly save the Matoran of Matanui from the Makuta. Yes, and I think there were enough proper nouns in there to <laughs> properly summarize this movie, because geez, there were a lot of there were a lot of new yeah. words I learned from the very beginning. There's already <laughs> confusing words. You've got Matanui, which is two things: it's an island and a great spirit. There's the Makuta, who is the like the opposite. He's like the devil, and then there's the Matoran which are like the people of Matanui. And all of these, all of these words start with M-A. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's like, if you're trying to make this easy, you're not. It's, it's like almost intentionally confusing. <laughs> yes, no, and like, I, we're adults, you know? Like, I was taking, I was literally taking notes, and I was still having trouble with it. I knew uh, it was going to be confusing, so I, yeah, I was like making sure I wrote down all the nouns to make sure I could remember which ones were which. I, I've, it's been too long since I've, I, I feel like when I was a kid, I used to just refer to them as the, like, color. Like, I yeah. Like, I like the green one. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> That's how it works. But, but uh, all right, let's get into it here. So some of the things we liked about this movie. I First off, it's the nostalgia factor. I played mm-hmm. with Bionicles a little bit when I was a kid, and I re- obviously remember their cultural impact, so I thought that was kind of cool. Um, there are some... Uh, like One of the things I think this movie does well is it does have some callbacks. It, the slow parts at the beginning end up being referred to at the end which kind of rewards you for paying attention and uh i do like how they this is a kids movie and there's positive messages about unity duty destiny kind of just a uplifting uh togetherness kind of message Mm. and uh the masks are cool and i think that's the thing that bionicle does best is i love the masks so yeah um i yeah to piggyback off that i think that the character design is excellent in this movie it's really unique the good guys and the bad guys, but I don't think that's the movie's <laughs> doing, really. I mean, that, right. these, these things existed before the movie existed, so <laughs> you can only give them so much credit for that. Um, there's also a actually really interesting lore in the world that like, I think they do a pretty good job of just kind of scratching the surface so that you don't have to know too much to understand what's going on in the story. Um, and I think the animation is actually pretty decent. Um, you know, 2003 is a completely CGI movie, and I mean, some parts are a little shaky, some parts are a little things, but it's all consistent, and you know, I, I think it holds up pretty well. Um, and there's actually, like you said, there's like some positive messages. There's an attempt at a theme, and I will give it points for attempting to have some sort of thematic, you know, follow through. Yeah, and I think that's an accurate amount of credit to be given with just <laughs> saying an attempt because. It's a bit inconsistent, and, and that let's get into our cons then. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, like we've already said, way too hard to remember all the names for sure. It's way <laughs> it's, too hard. It to- might as well be. Yeah, you don't have to. I don't know even why they they bothered to try. Like, <laughs> like when I when the uh, I'm not even gonna the 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 when the fire village was being uh, destroyed. Like and, a toka. To- yeah, to to. No, I thought it was Tokoro. Ooh, I don't know now. <laughs> I, I'm looking at me. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay, when to, I, I'm just gonna go with it. When Takoro was being destroyed, yeah. and Toa, uh, Toa Tahu. Actually, that one's kind of remember easy to remember. So yeah. when when Toa, God damn. okay, when the fire village is being destroyed, and the Toa of fire was be it was like no, I have to like stay back and defend it. Yeah. Um, he's uh. He says, we have to... No, and then the water Toa is like, we have to protect the Matoran. At that point, if it's not clear by now with how much difficulty it's, I've had just getting to this point in this sentence, um, <laughs> I, I was like, what the, are the Matoran? Is this some sort of like special thing they have to protect? And it, it ends up being, it's the people. But it was just, I, I t- it was lost on me at, in the moment because but it's, it's a weird so thing to, to say remember. too. It's like saying, we have to protect the humans. Yeah, <laughs> it's like or like being from Asia and being like we have to protect the Asians. <laughs> like it's like referring to your group as like it's. I mean, they're robot. It's like 
so <laughs> they do some weird stuff but uh, okay let me let me just continue here um there's it feels like this movie was made in the like it was uh yeah it was made in the order that you that you watch it because at the beginning there are some like things that make this movie look really amateurish that i feel like you have less of as you move forward like mm. especially at the very beginning you have jala and takua who are being way too emotive with their bodies as they're speaking they're like hey what are you doing down here with like every word is a different arm movement and pose and and, it. and it's I don't know if that's intended, but it definitely just seems wonky. And there's also bad transitions. Like when uh, Toa Tahu's like, but first you have to go win the Kohli match. And he's like, sure thing, Toa Tahu. And like he gets like cut off halfway through that as it like <laughs> fade transitions to the next scene. Like it's like how lazy were you being at the I just feel like whoever was editing this movie, this is their first one. So like they, they were rusty at the beginning. You know, they didn't go back. They go back and they just did it as they went and they got better. They did. <laughs> but it was weird at the beginning. Um, Coley is actually a really cool concept. It's, it yeah, reminded yeah. me of. Um, so, wait, wait. It's like, it's like three team lacrosse and each mm-hmm. team has two players. Yes. It's played in the giant coliseum. Yeah. And like an arena kind of mm-hmm. coliseum. And it, it reminded me a little bit of pod racing. I think that sports in a fictional universe is a great way to get kind of a snapshot of the culture uh, and see kind of the things that yeah. they value. It's so in, funny in you say culture. that because um, in the uh, when you pull up like the DVD screen, it look it sounds and looks just like episode one. <laughs> like, really? You know, even like the transitions, I think it's like, Ooh. Like, <laughs> it's all that sound effects. It's amazing. And, I, yeah. and if you go back to our Phantom Menace episode, I love pod racing. Uh, so I was definitely on board for the whole Coley thing, but I can't excuse the inconsistencies that exist <laughs> in that whole sequence. That's uh, like it, it, it's I don't know. It, it had a lot of potential, but I feel but like yeah, it, it doesn't came, fall through. It fa- yeah, and we'll and we'll dive deeper specifically into that later. But I, that for me was a big letdown. Um, th- there's no like development in the relationship between Ha Lee and Jala. Oh, and actually, just let me get to that in a second. Is Jala's name Jala or Jaller, as yeah. it's written? Okay, so that was another thing I, I that I remember from when I was a kid watching this movie is that they got all the names wrong. Like, oh really? Like, well, because they ha- they had the comic books, right? And I was reading the comic books. Yeah, and they had all these characters in it and stuff. But the way they pronounce them in the movie is totally different than how <laughs> I was pronouncing it in my head. So it was super frustrating and distracting watching it. And you're like, that's not Jala. It's Jaller. Why aren't they pronouncing the end of his name? <laughs> Right, that's the thing. It's like because I was watching the whole movie, and I was like, okay, at least I can remember who Jala and Takua are. And then after I was looking at the list of characters, I'm like, oh, he is Jaller. <laughs> like, like don't hey, if your character's name is Jaller, don't call him Jala for seventy minutes, okay? Call him Jaller, or don't spell his name like that. So that that just as if the names in this movie weren't confusing enough we have that but i digress uh the the relationship between ha lee and jala we're we're, we're calling him jala on this podcast okay um but th- th- it seems like they're trying to build for something there and then it's just like it just doesn't <laughs> happen it's yes just... it really does instead he's killed and then brought back to life <laughs> right but it's like what was the point of that like why include that even at all um yeah. Which actually are all of the water villagers uh, I mean, female? 
And does that okay. mean all of the other villages were all men? So like the like male to female ratio here is just ridiculous. <laughs> I was I was also like forced to wonder if, if uh, <laughs> bionicles are sexual in re- reproduction or like how they come <laughs> up, like how like, how they make new ones. That's not what I was getting at. <laughs> I was like, do they do they like just build new ones, or do they like reproduce asexually? Like, do they bud off, or are they like do they have to like mate? Like, or do they some sort of like sexual tension between Holly and Jala? No, so. but right, right. But do they? Maybe this is pointing out the fact that their relationship never led to anything is like pointing out that there is nothing more. Like, you can mm, flirt as a bionicle, just, but that's I it. Because what are you actually going to accomplish, right? <laughs> and also, do they even need to reproduce? Because do they age? Uh, the like those the ones that were like old looking were actually. I mean, we never heard that they were old. They were wise. They were referred mm. to as the wise ones, but not like maybe being smarter like breaks down your mechanisms and you can't move as well. I have no idea. But we, we it's I, a confusing I, world. So, yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> I might ta- be able to answer some of these questions, but I don't know. I'm. I'm making way too many presumptions here, but does, my point still stands that that relationship was just uh, pointless. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, a plot point that just went nowhere. Yes, so. and also just overall, there's so so much silly like dialogue in this movie that just makes you groan and roll your eyes consistently. Yes, and um, I like from what I remember from reading the comic books, even as a kid. I thought, wow, these things are taking themselves so seriously. Like, <laughs> I think this movie really does accurately portray how seriously the Bionicle lore takes itself. There's okay. no like poking fun. There's no like meta humor. There's no like you know tongue in cheek stuff. It's all like very on the surface. This is a very serious thing. We're all gonna die. Like it's all. It's very very melodramatic. Which is is uh. Maybe a little bit off-brand for the Lego media, which is hilariously yeah, yeah. meta. Yes, it's kind of transitioned away from that in recent years. Yeah, I, mean, I was thinking about that, too. This is the second Lego movie we've watched on this podcast. Yeah. So what did you... Give me your cons, Joey. Okay. I, think I've, I think I've reached the end of my rope <laughs> on, the, on mine. Yeah, well, I'm kind of echoing the same things. The characters are confusing because there's, there's like six Toa but you don't really know any of their names or like even like you really you don't even really know what their powers are. Um, the story <laughs> is really bad and there's like no consequences at all. Um, there's like, we'll get into like, I guess how this movie transitions into the rest of like the Bionicle lore, but like for the most part, they kind of build up like, Oh, this is a serious threat. Oh, stuff, serious stuff is happening. But then everything's like totally resolved at the end. And nothing, you know, nothing bad happens, and nobody dies, or nothing changes. So, yeah, it's like, oh, we have a feature film, but let's not have any, let's not have any consequence for that. Yeah. You know, it, it, kind of like what's it, um, Captain America: Winter Soldier, and at the end of that movie, they just they like got rid of Shield, and then they had that TV show, Agents of Shield, and so that show felt the repercussions of the movie. That doesn't happen in this. This doesn't have any shockwaves that go through the bionicle lore, anything <laughs> like that. You know, there's like a reveal at the end that transitions to the next thing. That's it. Otherwise, nothing changes. Well, that is our cons. Let's move mm-hmm. into our more overall section. Joey, why don't you go ahead and start us off? Okay, so clearly, 
very, very clearly, this is a commercial for plastic assembly toys. But it's <laughs> it's not as bad as you might think. Like this this kind of has the quality of like a really bad movie or like a so bad it's good movie. But it's it's actually not that bad. Um, like the lore of Bionicle is super deep, and they have all these like cities and sports and established heroes and villains and history and all that stuff so they have all the stuff they can draw on and i think they do a pretty good job of just like putting you in the world giving you a kind of a bare explanation of what's going on and then letting it kind of flow through that way you know they don't develop the characters super well and the story is is pretty simple but the world that they introduce you to is interesting and you know could lead to more interesting things so from that point of view it does sell toys well um, this this movie has all the same problems of a superhero team up story and an origin story in, in one movie. Um, the characters are really flat, except for Takua, who is our our protagonist, and he has an arc. But you don't. There's at no point do you actually like him as a character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this uh, the settings are all super simple, and you kind of move through them quickly. It's like, oh, now we're in the forest. Now we're in the Iceland. Now we're at the desert. Now we're back where we started. It's like you know there's no, you don't spend any time kind of exploring that yeah um, you you move so seamlessly through the different climates it's yeah. it's like this world has hard borderlines between each climate and you can cross back and forth like at the snap of a finger like, yeah do you remember the part where the toa of air is like hey do you mind if i join you on your journey and they're like oh like thank goodness this will help us so much let's hop on this bird Right, and and this is right after they've been riding. Uh, what's his a name? Crab. Yeah, the crab. Uh, coo, uh, I don't know. Coo, P- P- Puku or something. Cuckoo. I should the P. Puku. <laughs> Puku. Uh, they've been riding Puku this whole time. Puku is like can't talk, but is you know very much sentient and a part of the team. Yeah. So then they hop on this bird thing. And seconds later, the bird crashes and dies, and neither one of them shows the least bit of remorse. They're just like, "All right, we're here. We're in the <laughs> snow climate now." And uh, which I is just like an odd pacing thing, which I yeah. think was a symptom of just how close together all these different like climates were. Yeah, there's no like transitions in there to kind of put that in there. It, but okay, like the fights and the magic is also super confusing. Like. They all have swords or like spears and stuff, but they don't actually like sword fight or spear or throw the spears. They have like elemental powers, like they're calling down lightning and they're like shooting fire or water like out of from nowhere and stuff. And so it's really confusing about like what is what what they can do, what they can't do. They're just like, oh, we're just gonna shoot elements at them, which is like to me that's super lame because like you can't do that with your actual action figures, right? Yeah. Like, like your action figures have swords and stuff, but they don't actually use them to fight. They just call down elements with them. But they can right? use them to surfboard. They can use them to surfboard. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Like they have, it, it's like at the beginning, I thought they were going to lean on kind of like the, this element is good against this is weak mm. against this kind of thing with the, yeah. uh, the the fire Toa and the water Toa having this rivalry, this, this petty rivalry as it's referred to by the rock Toa who mm. is the patron of uh Coley by the way uh mm. just sl- slip that little bit of lore in there but nice. they it doesn't really seem to be consistent later on the 
uh, Toa of Water is surfing on lava with the Toa of Fire, and even later on, the Toa of Fire gets healed by water. So it's like, I, I, there's, it just <laughs> yeah, throw them into the, the Mount Vesuvius, like <laughs> there's just whatever. no Mount yeah, Doom. there's just no uh, consistency. It just seems like they're like this is their color, and it slightly influences their powers, but the 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 possibilities are really limitless. Yeah. Okay. So. According to the lore, let me, let me dive into this a little bit. So, in the, f- the first iteration of Toa, they all had each of their masks had specific powers, but they found that they had other masks that fit them that had all the other Toa's powers, and they were golden masks that had all the powers in one. Ah. Sense. And I think those are the masks that they're wearing now. So they technically have all the same powers. Right, okay, so this, this is the first movie, but it's not the first generation of Bionicles, This is right? the second generation of Hero Bionicles. Okay, because I remember the original ones, and they, were, they looked a little simpler. Yeah, they were simpler. And, and this is actually the third iteration of Bad Guys, and we want to talk about them, too. The, like the Rakshi, that's what they're called. Mm. These guys are awesome. I still remember being scared of these. And like in this movie, I think that like the character design is, is really like terrifying. They're, they're smart. They're really powerful and they're totally relentless. They're like Terminators, and because they, they they hardly can can't they can barely be stopped. Um, and they look super freaky too. They have those like they have like lobster faces. Like they're they're they have like a flower that kind of like opens up and they yeah. have like a little eel inside and it like shrieks. It's like oh, it looks super creepy. Um, and yeah, having the Toa work together to have to defeat them is like super cool. And I liked all that. The um the ending, yeah, the ending is confusing, but um. Like, how they have to work together to, to capture all of them and stuff. Like, when previously, like, the Rakshi had come in and just kind of wrecked shit up. So, yeah, it's, uh... Mainly, yeah. I think that that idea is, uh, when, when, it, when it's executed well, works. But there are also times where... I guess I'm just thinking of one in, in particular, and maybe it's not a great criticism because he kind of catches them by surprise. But when uh, the ice Toa is, you know... uh like he freezes them underwater. I was like, why yeah. aren't you just doing that all the time, dude? You can just freeze them. Why don't you just freeze them? Like that's uh Yeah, but- again, like I was like like my the engineer in me is like, you know how much energy it takes to freeze an entire lake like that instantly? Like <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't think about that. Is that is that is that a lot of energy? Is yeah, it would be really significant in order to do, like freeze it totally from the from the inside <laughs> like that. He, uh, oh, wow. I think he makes like a drink reference while he does it too. Yeah, he, he was, was. Well, he was really, he was really cool. He was Duluth. cool, and he always gave them the cold shoulder. Yeah, I think yeah. uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger would have a favorite Toa, and it would <laughs> be very obvious. <laughs> Definitely. So okay, the um, the ending, I I think is super dumb. So you got the um, you got the Toa of Light, right? Who he discovers himself? It's Takua. He puts on the mask of light, which he's been carrying around, which is like some uh, Wizard of Oz level bullshit. If I have anything to say, it's like the powers were with you the whole time, Takua. Yep. <laughs> I the thing is, when I saw this, like it, it had been a while since I've been in touch with the Bionicle universe, mm. so I was under the impression that everyone's mask was their face. Okay, and- so. You want to talk about the masks? We can talk about the masks. Tell me about the masks. Okay, so there isn't really an analog for the masks to humans. Mm. You, you, can't, you can't think of it as like their face or their head. You have to think about it as something different. 
And like, I okay. So I was trying to explain this earlier today. If you have you have uh, Matoran A, you have you have Guy A, mm-hmm. and you have Mask B. If all right, if Guy A puts on Mask B, he becomes Guy C. Ah, right. They like change right. depending on what the mask is, and the mask like has powers, and it can like give you more powers. Um, and it also will change like who you are and like your rank in society. Like the the old guys in this, like the, the elders or whatever, their masks are ancient Toa masks that like were transformed into elder masks once they reached like a certain point in their like evolution. Oh. Yeah. And then the, all of the Matoran, the like the regular guys, all have masks, and those masks apparently reflect what their powers would be if they ever encountered a like a great mask which is what Toa wear. That's actually pretty cool. I like it's that. It's interesting. Lot. There's like and all the masks have names too, which makes it even more confusing. Because like okay, here, let me let me confuse you just a little bit more here. Please. I'm I'm way too on board right now. You need to <laughs> Okay, so you got Takua, right? Mm-hmm. He would put on the mask Avoki, which is the mask of light, and turns mm-hmm. into Takanuva. Mm-hmm. There you go. It's just a dip, a third person. Okay, that he makes sense. He turns into a third guy because yeah. he is a different guy. He's not as annoying at all, and uh... <laughs> he's he is not as annoying, but he's just as arrogant. Because <laughs> he goes into also, the fight alone. Actually, yeah, that's true. Um, I've been meaning to bring this up because it, it really annoyed me. Was how many times we had to hear Takua? Oh my god, I've been practicing <laughs> saying that. <laughs> Takua! Oh my gosh, dude! I need Takua! to. Takua! Yeah, I I need to uh, change my my alarm clock to make that noise. I'll never I'll never jump out of bed faster than if I have to hear Takua. that multiple times. Uh, yeah. So okay, I but I, I think I get it now that the mask thing. Okay. Um, which yeah. Kind of which uh, does change my criticism here of the end. But when I, when I get to my overall section, I'm still gonna stick with it. Okay. Good. <laughs> Yeah, I, I kind of like that the mask thing is a little confusing and because it is a little bit more complicated than just saying, oh, these guys are like human analogs. They're like, mm-hmm. there's something else entirely. And the whole movie kind of reflects that. Like they have this magic technology, but they still kind of live in the Stone Age. And like the powers are super confusing because they don't really make sense to us. But I like the idea that they're like, we're not even pretending they're human. Like, you know, this, this isn't, there's not going to be a twist at the end where it turns out they've been Earth, on Earth the whole time. Right. Well, they, um, I, I like that too. They don't have to be humans, yeah. even though they do, they don't like, well, because part of that comes with, they don't have the same human needs. Uh, like they don't have to eat. We never saw them eating or no. drinking really, uh, which is fine. You know, they're not humans. Um, although that they do breathe and cough because when, uh, I think it was when, uh, Takua was escaping from like the underground area. He was like crawling up that pipe to get out the top, and he comes yeah. out and he's coughing. And I was like, "You guys and breathing breathe? heavy, <laughs> even though he all he was doing is hanging onto his crab. The crab was doing all the work." <laughs> anyway, okay, so yeah, the ending. Let's talk about the ending a little bit. Yes. So this is this part is, is super confusing and weird, and also like pretty dumb. So the whole movie, they're like. The theme is like unity, right? Like they have to work together. They've been bickering. The Toa have been bickering. I don't know if we ever explained that. The Toa are like the heroes. They like washed up on on sh- on the shore, and they're just like there. They don't even look like the rest of the people. They're like taller, 
and they have special powers and stuff. Anyway, so they have to work together to defeat um, the Makuta, who is this like big shadow guy. Um, which is a confusing, like, they're not even consistent with the articles, right? Like, Matanui and then the Makuta. Yeah. Which later, okay, later in my lore discovery, I discovered that actually his name is something else. His name is Teradex. Oh. And, he, and Makuta is a class. Like, Toa is a class. Anyway. I'm, well, no, I, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. I, I, I guess I'm like, already losing you. I, I'm, I'm a little disappointed that it wasn't like, Harrison or something like <laughs> And I am the evil Steve. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, the Makuta and, and Takanuva, who's in Toe of Light, have to play um some lacrosse in his like his dungeon. But like I don't understand what how this one even works because first of all, there's not three teams, there's only two. Each team only has one person on it. And they uh um, are they trying to score on a goal, or are they trying yeah, to destroy shit? There's no goals at all, so how do you win? Like, <laughs> I, as much as I appreciate the <laughs> callback to the, uh, to the original, like, big move or whatever that he was practicing, yeah, that yeah, he, yeah. like, couldn't perform correctly, it's like, you kind of just shoehorned it in there. <laughs> They're not even playing the game. They're just like... I know. <laughs> <laughs> They're just, like, hitting each other with the ball. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, I don't know. The Makuta is super weird because he's like, he's very poetic, the whole movie. He has some pretty good quotes. But then he like shows up and he's like, Takua, I know all about you. Or Takanuva, like, I'm going to defeat you in this game that you're super insecure about. <laughs> Which is like, poetic, I guess. But like, <laughs> I just crush him. I don't know. He's too, <sighs> he's just a little cocky. I don't know. I, 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 there's not a lot of stuff that, okay, okay. Let's get to, we haven't touched on the best part of the ending, which is when they both fall into a, like a vat of chemicals and <laughs> combine into another guy. <laughs> well, now that you've explained the way that masks work to me, I actually think that that's a little bit more on brand than I originally thought. Well, if, if you think about it for like a couple of minutes, it really makes sense why they did this. It's because like, this is how Legos work, right? You take oh, them apart yeah. and put them together into another dude. That's how all of these bionicles have worked for, for years, right? Like, you, you, three of them will make a, like a bigger bionicle. So like in this way, you have the dark guy and the light guy. You have to buy both of them, and then you can make the super set where you combine both of them together. So, and then he, what he does is he holds up a door, um, which is... Uh, it's, it's like a face. It's like a mask in itself. Yeah. Yeah, the door is like a mask. I'm just thinking like, oh, he has the power of light and shadow at the same time, and all he does is hold open a door. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Which he can't even do for that long before no, it kills him. totally crushed. <sighs> I don't know. Anyway, it's super weird. Um, and I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to take away from any of that. Like, is the lesson you need darkness and light to achieve your goals? Because I feel like I'm really stretching with that. And there's no other part of the movie that like suggests that. All they're saying is they say darkness is bad the whole movie. Right. Like, what does that even mean? Like. <laughs> what what darkness am I supposed to tap into to achieve my goals here, Bionicle? What are you asking me to do? So, um, well, and like, I, go ahead, go sorry, ahead. Wait, one more thing. Uh, like, what's the point of any of this if they all with like, oh, he sacrificed himself. Oh, he was holding the door open and it crushed him. He just comes back to life literally five minutes later. Jala shows up. You know, he's just like there. And he's like, hey. He doesn't even say, <laughs> oh. 
He just seems to say, whoopee, I'm back alive. He's just like, yep, this is how it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really removes the whole consequences aspect, the, the yeah. small consequences aspect that were in that was in this but movie. But like, are you even surprised that they didn't kill off any of the characters in this kid's movie? Well, of course not. Why would I want to buy the- Why do they even the, pretend? Why would I want to buy the toy of a dead character? You know? <laughs> if I'm going to collect <laughs> them all- have a little funeral for them? <laughs> Jala's funeral, like that's a set you can buy. It comes with like, <laughs> a little coffin. Great. <laughs> uh. <sighs> comes with real dirt. <laughs> uh. Okay, well, okay. right, right when I finished watching this movie, I uh, I set to writing my reaction to it, and we've already covered a lot of the ideas that are in it. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm just gonna go ahead and give you my reaction here, and then uh, and then we can talk about we can finish up the overall section here. Okay, so right. I think this movie is a jumble of cheesy dialogue and half-baked ideas. First off, <laughs> like we said, the, the names of the, the Toa characters and the places, and they're so complicated and similar sounding that it's almost impossible to keep track of what's what. Yeah. The all-important game of Coley is poorly explained and doesn't seem to have actual rules, which I will dive even deeper into, but that's still a huge criticism for me. Okay, okay. I, w- I do this, want to talk about that. <laughs> the six... Toa are supposedly are supposed to be the elements. So <laughs> I'm not sure why they go with six because they've got the classics. They've got fire, water, stone, or earth, and air. Okay, wait, wait. Don't don't just gloss over that. Stone and earth are two separate Toas. <laughs> oh well, okay. So what I'm getting at is then they have ice. So we meet ice, right? And ice is definitely just still water. They could have <laughs> yes. called them cold. Or like the element of coldness, but coldness is just the absence of heat, and I think fire's got that covered. Yep. So, and then I actually, you said Earth. I legitimately thought that the sixth guy was magnets. Like I, was, <laughs> I, I, because they don't introduce him. Everyone else, they're like, oh, you know, Toa Liwa, the 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 spirit of water. And, you know, and they're like, Toa Tahu, totally the spirit, of, spirit of air, excuse me. Oh, yeah, sorry. Toa Gali was the Toa of, of water. But <laughs> Magnus guy doesn't get an intro. He just shows up and he's like, you know, how do, how do I work? <laughs> so, and then light. Light is the seventh element, which I guess it goes nope. against what the bad guy is, but definitely not an element. Okay, yeah. so uh, yeah. a little bit inconsistent there. <laughs> the the powers of the Toa and the Roxy, like we said, they're poorly defined. Like they they just kind of pull out whatever the animator was feeling that day, and like like causing fire to go through the ground, or like to- like turning the ground into poison, and, and all these or like shields, or yeah, shields too, which never make a like like dude use that again later for sure like block if you can block lava you should block that yeah okay uh, wait wait so like to, to kind of touch on this like what it does is it limits how your characters can develop right like think about think about like um last airbender right they have the four elements and the four benders and everything and each of those elements has like greater things to it right like like earth you can eventually learn to bend metal or like water you can eventually learn to bend blood like each of those things has has a more a deeper depth to it that you can reach. But with what this does is it says, oh, water and ice can't cross over, so now they're not the same thing. So what it does is it totally limits where you can go with these. And you see that over and over again in the lore too. So go ahead. Yeah, and it's it's uh, so yeah, it 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 feels 
like they didn't think this through before they they got to those fights um yeah they just had some colors like standard lego colors like all right uh white is um ice <laughs> yeah exactly and Red it's like is fire that's the easy one <laughs> right and, and and it's like so every battle is like a mix between hopeless destruction where the rakshi are just just wrecking everything and then mm. like really easy victory which is more or less because they would they teamed up which i think maybe has its own purpose jala and takua and puku don't forget puku uh, embark on like the sam and frodo journey right. uh, but they don't seem to be going anywhere in particular they're, like, they're just going through all these different climates and they, they can be separated and reunited seemingly at will, which makes their separation consequenceless. When you, yeah. when, when, uh, Takua says, I quit, like my duty is to myself. I quit. It means nothing because if he wants to, he can just rejoin, uh, like it's an Xbox live party. And as there's no, well, there's no, no love lost. Now that, uh, you know, Jala lost Puku, he lost his main mode of transportation he's much slower now easier to catch up to okay fair but like looking at it from in retrospect it it all seems kind of meaningless that you can just meet back up like it it just adds to the idea that they weren't really headed anywhere you know yeah and like yeah at the very end like the toa just all show up like like there's no like oh we need to find them or find out where they are they're and they're like they're at like the statue of matanui i think like i think that island is uh Kini Nui or something, um, and like everyone knows what that is. That should have been like uh, that could have been like <laughs> stop one, you know? <laughs> exactly right. And it's like, yeah. So it, it just the it's like having the F- Sam and Frodo journey, but there's no Mordor. It's yeah. just we're walking. We're having a walk, and eventually we'll discover why we're having this walk. And uh, and also they don't send any of the Toa with them. Or at least not for very long, which makes no sense because yeah. they're like, "This is a very important mission." So you two defenseless, uh, bring <laughs> take your crab and go by yourself. So that- and John is the captain of the guard. Like, don't they need him to defend the city? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I'll give them. I'll give them a pass on that one because they all thought that he was the uh, what is it? The uh, Gerald? Oh, or the hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is now. (laughs) Uh, But um, so yes, so I don't know. I didn't send a Toa with them. Um, Makuta's motivation for keeping Matt Nui asleep is not very clear. He mentions that he's protecting his brother from his suffering, um, but that's barely mentioned, barely elaborated on. And then moments later, Matt Nui is awake. So we don't like. I don't understand what suffering he was talking about. I think maybe this is something we talked about uh in our episode about ai when mm. we were talking about ex machina where it's like existence is suffering but like <laughs> duh that's not a good reason to keep somebody in a coma forever like he's already alive you can't yeah. so i i makuta's motivation is not very clear um so the uh the way that they accomplish like the way that they save the day this whole time it seems like they're trying to work towards this idea that the Toa have to work together, but then yeah. the day is saved when the seventh Toa does it by himself. So it kind of goes yeah. against that idea as I well. I hate that so much. Like, but like it would have been so much better if he was just like, Oh, I can do it on my own. And then they show up and save him, you know, and they all have to work together. Or sure. Yeah. And, and it, or it's like, you know, they were kind of building towards this idea of the Toa infighting within the Toa. And like, mm-hmm. maybe the seventh Toa is like the, 
the Toa that unifies them or something. But yeah. instead, he's the Toa of doing it himself. And then he does. And it ends up being kind of the resolution uh, to an extent. I know they stand together on the symbol, but like, come on, that's not teamwork. Uh, no. So, yeah, so, so, but let's talk about how he does it individually because Toa Takanuva, let's use the name, um, literally rips Makuna's face off and then they fall into the pool of immediate plot resolution where they fuse <laughs> and become some sort of mutant that, like, randomly decides it's time to hold up that stone face long enough to bring Jala back to life. Like, dude, close the door and then do that. Like, <laughs> So, and then he gets crushed to death. And uh, and, and thank God that he brought Jala back to life because, and, oh, and thank God that Ha Lee decided to stow away inside of the speeder because yeah. they, ne- they absolutely needed those two to bring back Toa Takanuva uh, so that they could shoot the light beam across the sea to some island that I have to assume is like the next movie's island, which yeah, is yeah. where I was talking about like, this is like the world building aspect of it. Uh, and then and then it ends. And then you're sitting there questioning what you just did with the last 70 minutes of your life. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah. So that's my, that's my rant. I had a lot of feelings about it. Yeah, um, rightly so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to talk about Coley then? Yes. So the game of Coley, a... Part okay, of first of all, how long does it last? You see the, it go from the day to night. <laughs> well, I thought that the nighttime thing was like an intentional twist. Uh, like it's like, oh, now it's the most important part of the game. Like this is, it's all come down to this. You know, it's like turning on the stadium lights and like oh. it's, uh, that, this is just my impression because let's, let's talk about what happened before that. They okay. start playing the game, which I did like at the beginning. The setup was so good. Like they come up to each other and they're like, play fair, you know? And I like okay, that. You know, that was a, uh, that's a Lego slogan. Is it? Yeah. I just oh. found that online. That is cool. I, I, that's a good little Easter egg, but also a good sentiment. Like yeah. it's, th- this game is clearly very it's, important to all the nations. It's very wholesome too. They're all very like friendly. Yeah, and and uh, they take this game really seriously, but they also take sportsmanship seriously. So I, I like that. Um, but um, how do you win at Coley? That's the question. Because there's okay. a very clear indicator of what the score is, and it's when they dump those boulders into like the ribbed cage or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the stone team, the previous champions, the uh, br- the winners of the bronze cup, I think, uh, undisputed champions. Which I think, I don't really think Undisputed works outside of like fighting game, or like competitions where mm. you have judges because that's the only thing you can dispute. <laughs> like you, if you have more points, no one can dispute that. But anyways, they, so the, the brown team scores twice, the, the stone team scores twice and they're the best and that's expected. And then the blue team comes out of nowhere and they score. So now it's, so the score, the three-way score is it's two to one to zero. Right, and of course the Fire Nation suck, and they have zero points. Yeah. Fine. Then, then it becomes nighttime. The lights dim, and it's suddenly like crunch time. And then the blue team scores again, and it's two to two to nothing, and the game ends, and the blue team wins. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Wait, like, did you, okay, wait, 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 did you see the score at that point? Did the, did the score say two to two? Did they not score anything between? They don't the show what, any they... other points being scored between, like the it be being two to one to zero, and then it the blue team scoring i again. just assumed that they some like some time passed people scored some points you don't see any of that 
Okay, now now that you because when I saw the lights go down, I just thought that that was like, I I actually didn't understand uh, that as a passage of time. So I think that you you may have been able you you may have poked a hole in my uh, criticism <laughs> here because, uh, but but also definitely show us that stuff. That's that's point though. No, that is a good point though. Like it's confusing. Yeah, it's just like it's bad. Like, you know. I don't know. It's not, it's not showing you what's going on. You, have, you kind of have to guess. Well, yeah. Let me add to the confusion because it definitely feels like there are frames missing from really? this uh, from this scene. Because there are times where the the you can't even you don't even see them pick up the ball. It'll just cut to somebody and they have it and they're throwing it and then like it bounces off the wall and then someone else has it in their possession and they're doing something with it. Like you don't see that bounce around, go to the next person, so, and, and sometimes it'll switch between people without. Uh, showing it one person will have it and the next person will also have it and it just seems like there's more than one ball out there and <laughs> and then the 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 worst one the most egregious one is the get, going back to the jala and uh, ha lee relationship they like he she compliments him on his block in, in mid game remember there's only six players so if two of them are having a conversation 33 percent of the players aren't paying attention and, and, he, and he's like nothing gets past the captain of the guard unless i want it to wink wink like and she's like okay i'll keep that in mind all while the game is still happening around them like very (laughs) just just cheesy just takes you takes you out of what little immersion was there Uh, i love how offended you are by this (laughs) i think there's a lot of potential for coley i actually googled Coley flash game to see if the, ah. I could because I think that would be pretty easy to, to do in, in 2003 definitely the yeah. age of flash games um, there is a game that exists there's a Bionicle Mask of Light game but um, I obviously it's like a PC game like a, mm. you had to get the CD for it so unfortunately I couldn't play the game myself but just a big missed opportunity I think it's a really cool idea but poor execution definitely, definitely. okay so um, I got some cool easter eggs I noticed nice First of all, um, there's one part where they, uh, they're in the ice land. I don't know what it is. Top of a mountain with ice on it. And they see a Borok, who is one of, those, uh, one of the previous enemies of the Toa from a previous generation. And they're like, are, frozen in ice. These are the ones where you could flip open like, the top of their head, and that's where the yeah, mask yeah, was, yeah. right? Yep, yep, exactly. And, they, and they could, you could fold them up into little balls and roll them around. Those those are, cool. I like those guys a lot. I had I had a bunch of those. Were they the Generation One bad guys? They were the generation. They were the second bad guys for the first generation. Okay. And then fighting during while you fought when they fought them, after right after they defeated them, they transformed into the Toa Nuva who you see in this room. Ah. Second generation. Also, you may have noticed that there is some script written in Bionicle alphabet. Yes. I was wondering uh, what those were. And one of the special features that I got to enjoy on my physical DVD was... Wait, does it say on here? I don't think it says on here, but it was an actual alphabet. It was in, like... It had, like, a screen, and it showed all the letters and, like, their translation on, on the, uh, in the DVD. So you could go back and... Translate so what did stuff. it say? Okay, so there was, there was three... Four, no, there were four different things to translate in this. Here, let me pull it up real fast. First of all, there was the back of the Mask of Light. Remember that? Yes. Like they, they hold up the Mask of Light, and you can clearly see all the symbols on there. And I say clearly, but there are two that I can't figure out what they are, and I, it's in the third word, and I cannot figure out for the life of me what it is. So 
the the first there's four lines. The first line says technic. The second line says organic. The third line says a. I don't question mark question mark s. Could be ads. It makes a lot of sense. And then it says one destiny. Mm. So uh, technic organic ads. <laughs> one destiny hey, makes sense it, to me. If anybody listening knows what it says, tweet at us. Let, let us. I know. try to find it online. Send us an email. I will. I, we can we can tweet this picture and uh, alphabet if you want. There's another yeah. one, but which is uh, when they right before they enter the cave where he's attempted by or uh, Takua is tempted by the Makuta, and he says, "Oh no, Koro Highway," and that's exactly what it says. I don't know was that exciting. <laughs> There's another part where um, they're in the cave and Takua gets separated and he sees stuff written on the wall. Um, and I couldn't see the whole thing, but I was able to figure out what it said. So it says, sponsored by something lighting, incorporated, uh, Koro Highway. Huh. It has like, it's like lighting or something. in the, Okay. So this and is then, a capitalist society. Yes, it is. <laughs> and also at the very end, and right at the end of the credits, uh, there's a thing written in Bionicle script, and I could read this whole thing really easily, and it said, no Rahi were harmed in the making of this film. And Rahi were the uh, original bad guys in the first generation, so. so there you go. Yeah. Some, uh, some, some cool stuff to look at. That is cool, and that's, that's very, like, along the lines of the Lego universe to have Easter eggs like that. I was a little yeah. disappointed. Compared to Lego Batman, this had, like, basically no Easter eggs. Yeah, well, only 70 minutes. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, the the alphabet is like super simple. It's 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 basically based off of the English alphabet. Like the letters, they're like in little circles, and they have like little lines or circles inside of them, and uh, they basically like look like the negative space of the alphabet mm. of the English alphabet. So you can you can actually if once you get in, kind of look at it for a long time, you can almost kind of sort of read it seamlessly. It's kind of interesting. That is cool. Anyway, though. yeah. So let's move on to our quotes. Yes, and uh, I'll get us started with one of my favorite ones. With uh, we talked about this movie taking itself seriously, and I thought this this quote takes itself super seriously. You travel with Golly? No, she has gone to ponder the great thoughts. So I just think that's amazing. I just think that's if if you have an opportunity to write dialogue for like ancient beings that take themselves too seriously. Like you've done well if you deliver with a line like this. I have nothing else to add. I just really. I, I don't it. either. I think it stands on its own perfectly. <laughs> All right. Uh, go ahead and give us one of yours, Joey. Okay. The shadows of the Makuta are powerful. Do not take your journey lightly. This nice. is a pretty good and unintentional pun that they <laughs> left in the movie. That's a very. <laughs> Again, don't is... have don't have much to add to this besides. The aesthetic value of it. Yes, yes. Well, this was this was one from the the wise one, right? Yeah, one of the wise this? ones. Yeah, one of the wise ones. So yeah, very uh, good one, oldster. Um, okay, this next one happens <laughs> right after. Uh, this is Jala getting uh, after he's saved from the bear in like the uh, jungle. Climate. Oh yeah, Matanui, where did you learn to bear fight like that, little one? Oh, right here. Just now? Well, I'd say you're a natural brave fire spitter. <sighs> Better finish what I started. Now, now, what's that for? Yeah, that was super weird. It was so, this was so dark 
for Bionicle. <laughs> like, I've, I've, I've angered this bear, and now I must take its life. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, whoa. Yeah, he's like reluctant. He's like, better finish what I started. Like, <laughs> like he doesn't want to, but he's like, it's the way of the jungle. Like, I, have, I, have to, I have to kill this welcome, bear. Welcome to the jungle starts playing in the background. <laughs> Uh, which is it's great that um like shout out to bears for getting to be in bionicles just straight up like they're just bears i mean they're robotic but they're still just bears like yeah they're just bears like just you know human humans couldn't get into this world but bears found a way so uh shout out bears (laughs) glad no bears are harmed in the making of this movie or this podcast or yeah (laughs) all right joey give, give us another one of yours Okay. My hand is cast. Now I must pierce that which the Toa hold dear. Anger amongst them will threaten their precious unity. Hunger will consume their duty. And fear will keep them from their destiny. They will not disturb you. So this is one of the lines from the Makuta, as he's creating the Rakshi, uh, about to send them off to uh, fight the uh, Toa. He, he creates them in, in like groups of three, and when he creates the first three, he has a similar dialogue. He says, I must preserve your their unity can be poisoned. Their duty will be broken. Their destiny I must shatter. And I like this like like attempt at a theme, like I mentioned earlier. Like, oh, you know, you have these three main values, unity, duty, and destiny that are introduced at the very beginning. And the Makuda is like explicitly out to ruin all three of those he sees those as like those virtues as um their strongest thing and the thing to make them the weakest like the yes. thing to target so it's cool like it doesn't really make a lot of sense <laughs> it's like <laughs> their anger amongst them like like okay i can kind of see, understand that or like their unity can be poisoned that literally happens because to uh, tahu gets poisoned and then he gets really super angry um and but yeah it starts being traitorous yeah um so like that okay i can follow that their hunger will consume their duty it's like okay i guess that like i guess that makes sense from the point of view of like hunger is distracting and it'll keep you from doing your duty but like you said earlier you never see them eat or drink yeah. <laughs> do they actually even need that or is hunger just an abstract concept in this <laughs> right right but that's like universe. this is like classic evil villain ramblings you know he can't be perfect all the time he's like Anger amongst them will threaten their precious unity. Hunger will cons- will consume their uh, <laughs> duty. <laughs> oh, we gotta come up with a reverse. Like, all right, duty. Uh, <laughs> hunger, hunger. That's the opposite of duty. And then, okay, but okay, I don't think he's probably about. Oh no, okay, yeah, he's two for three because they're in fear will keep them from their destiny. Yeah, you that see makes sense. Takua, be afraid. Takua. Shirk is responsible. Sh- 
Takua. <laughs> but you know, yeah, you're right. That one does make sense. Two out of three, not bad. Ain't bad. Ain't bad. As it as a villain, just a quick aside, I think the Makuta is actually one of the better uh parts of this. He's creepy. He has a good aesthetic. Um he's like has his powers. He's like uh somehow a spirit and like a living thing all at once. And yeah. you know, he seems to have his mo- like some somewhat of a motivation i guess um, yeah he like he has like his eyes like appear in like the the cave and stuff right and um i mean i think the rakshi are a more interesting character design but the makuta definitely is like a he's a pretty solid bad guy he's, sure. he's, it, he's terrifying and he's like intimidating um and he's like i don't know he seems powerful even yeah, kind of beat him easily. Yeah, and like he he seems like he is yeah, and he's definitely threatening. Like when they show up at the end, um, and I I, I don't remember the the light Toa says something to the effect of like you know escape or like like get like leave if I lose. And he was like, you thought I was going to let them leave? And he like brings mm. the rocks down. You know that's that's pretty good performance from the bad guy there. So yeah, I, I appreciate the Makuta, I guess to some extent. It's a round of applause for me. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. There you go. Um, okay. We'll move on to the my next quote. Okay. Which is this one. Even I get lucky sometimes. Not luck. It's what you do that makes you a hero. So, uh, yeah. So this is Toa Kupaka saying this, okay. and I, I think in some aspects of it, it's kind of true, but also this movie kind of contradicts itself with this statement, like. Not luck is what you do that makes you a hero, except for like the community assigned heroes, the Toa. Like, they're, like they're not making the choice; they are the heroes, right? But at the same time, you do kind of have like the uh, Takua and Jala definitely do step up in some capacity, and they act like heroes, even though they're not assigned that. You know, even no, though they are chosen. Okay, what are they? Oh, gosh, I. So, I really hate the concept of destiny. I think it's mm-hmm. really stupid. And this movie is like, oh, one of the virtues is destiny. And in this part right here, it's contradicting itself. Not luck. It's what you do to make you a hero. Like, sure, that's good advice for kids watching this movie. But according to this movie, it's your destiny that determines, like, your heroic deeds, right? Yeah. So, you know, Takua was always going to be the, uh, you know, the Toa of light. So, like, he doesn't have to do anything to deserve it. And in fact, I would argue he does a lot to not deserve it. So he just, Yeah, he literally quits. So Jala is so much more like Jala sacrifices himself for it. He's totally selfless against it. He sees the duty that needs to be done and does it anyway, even though it's not his responsibility. He's way more like uh whatever. Or like even like Holly, right? She like goes with yeah. him to fight the Makuta, and she like stands up and holds Jala's mask and like rallies the Toa together. Like, what does Takua do at all that makes him deserving of this? So yeah, I, I'm calling. I'm hitting the big. Um, this is not right. This yeah. is wrong. But <laughs> it's it's not what you do. It's luck that makes you a hero. I literally have this giant red button. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> We got him. <laughs> I'll add a, a sound effect in post for your giant red <laughs> Thank button. You. Um, but anyways, so that I thought that like, yeah, so what a contradictory statement um, there. But okay, so one more here, and it's it's near the end. Holy head, you could have been Makuta bones. 
Could have been, but I'm not. So, yeah, exactly. Like th this is, I think, the last thing you hear from uh, the I, the um, light Toa Toa yeah, Takanuva Takanuva, and what a lame way to finish the movie. Like, I know this is a throwback to the beginning where okay. uh, the where Takua almost ended up like dying as lava bones. Yeah, as yeah as lava bones. And then it made sense for him to be like, could have been, but I'm not, because it didn't really, you knew he wasn't going to die. You know die. what that sounds like? You know what that sounds like? Who? Pure luck. It, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it does. And, and, but it just so, it just sounds so lame. Like, of all things to call back to, it's could have been, but I'm not. Like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, and, and then the studio, again, laughter starts. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> The catchphrase. That one stuck with me, but I wish it didn't. Um, so, <laughs> okay, so we've gone over a lot here, and um, despite how short this movie, I think we, despite how short this movie is, I think we've learned a lot. Uh, oh, yeah. So up next, we have what this movie taught me. Just put the mask on, damn it. The fourth team to score wins at Coley, regardless of the previous scores. Shirk responsibility until the last possible moment. Crabs are pets, but birds are disposable. Fire plus sand equals glass. When you fight a bear, you have to finish what you started. The green bionicle is not nature, he's air. Nothing gets past the captain of the guard, unless he wishes it. The black bionicle and the brown bionicle aren't the same bionicle. Matanui is wiser than all. Beautiful, this movie certainly was educational. Joey, I think you know what time it is. It's time for us to go a little deeper, deeper, deeper. Okay, so I think the first thing we should talk about is um, our own history with Bionicles. Yes, and I'll go first because I think okay. mine is a little briefer than yours. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so when I was six, uh, Bionicles a entered. Wee lass. Yes. <laughs> Bionicles entered my household back in 2001, and I wanted nothing more than to play with Bionicles. My brother got them, I believe, as a birthday present. Okay. And the, on the tube that they came in, remember they came in those like plastic tubes? It said seven plus was the age. And I was six. And my mom was a stickler for things. She didn't let me watch oh PG-13 movies till I was 13. She didn't let me watch R movies till I was 17. That's how my mom was too. <laughs> and she didn't let me play with Bionicles until I was seven. <laughs> so. So I spent my the entire year as a six year old just you know waiting to play with Bionicles. I was like, man, I cannot wait. They, that is going to be the day when I can bust open that tube and play with those seven plus Bionicles. And uh, by the time I was seven, you know, I'm a little kid. I was bored of Bionicles, and I was on to the next thing. <laughs> and I didn't really care after that. So I'm not going to say I didn't play with them at all because I definitely did. 
but um, I think I kind of missed out on the opportunity to make, really make them an integral part of my childhood because I literally wasn't allowed to play with them. I do remember getting some Bionicles from McDonald's that used to throw the little plastic disc, mm-hmm. uh, but I would say that my experience with Bionicles is probably a lot more limited than the average kid from my uh, like age group. Yeah, I'm kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, so, first of all, I never liked Bionicles. <laughs> so, all right, the, there's kind of this history to this that I don't that I've every time I talk about, it, no one ever knows what I'm talking about. So, okay, so Bionicle was the latest in a section of Lego that was attempting to create humanoid action figures out of unique pieces. Um, before Bionicles, there were two things: there were um, the Throbots, which were super sick. And then there were the Robo Riders, um, which were also really cool, and I had every single one of those. Uh, so both of these franchises were really similar to Bionicle, and like I subscribed to the Lego Magazine, I got the Lego catalog every month and everything. So I was I was really I'm a big Lego head, still am. Um, in both of these franchises, the Throbots and the and the Robo Riders were really similar. Um, they each had six separately sold figures, and they all had a different color and a theme. Um, each of the action figures had little faces and arms, and the Robo Riders were like basically little motorcycles. Um, and they can, can be combined into like bigger super figures. The Throbots had like little discs and like a little accordion arm things, and you like flick the, the arms, and like the discs would fly like frisbees. And the Robo Riders had these little like pieces that would slide out, and you could like shoot the discs from their like from the front wheel. It was awesome. And then the Bionicles came out, and they were the latest, and in my opinion, the lamest. Because Soon after, okay, I was like, as soon as they came out, I was like, okay, thank you, next. But nice. to my dismay, <laughs> they, they stuck with the Bionicles and kept making more and more. And they developed a whole lore and a comic series and online games and a movie. And the Throbots and Rover Riders were just left to history. Nobody I've ever talked to ever remembers them. And they were so much cooler than the Bionicles. The Bionicles, like, they had, their arms moved. That was the only thing that was cool about them. That's the only, like, dynamic piece. All, all the other guys, like, they had... Like their bodies would move, and they also like functioned as like disc throwers. The Robo Riders, like you could use them as like little motorcycles. They would roll around like little motorcycles, and you could shoot the discs out of them. I don't know, like maybe those were like choking hazards, or like maybe people were hitting each other in the face with them or something. But the Bionicles were not as cool as those other ones. They had more limited functionality. Okay, but where did the Robo Riders stand? What was their stance on Unity, Destiny, and uh, Duty? We never found out because they never developed the lore behind it. I don't know. I, I, I wish I could have known. Yeah. But, oh well. So, um, I used to, yeah, like I mentioned, I used to subscribe to the Lego magazine, and I would periodically get the Bionicle comics. I probably still have all of them somewhere, but I have no idea. Uh, and they were just super cool. The art, um, especially in the later like comics, was really, really good. Um, and I remember like staring at it for a long time. And the story was really intricate and complicated, and I'd have to reread like the previous ones to understand what was going on. And I, yeah, I remember like being pretty interested in it just because it was more Lego content, and I was always super obsessed with reading everything that like all the Lego magazine stuff that came out. And I remember being really hyped for this movie because they would, they talked about it in the comics. They talked about the Mask of Light, and they talked about like all the stuff they were doing. And I kind of like I knew like all the characters and like how that all worked together and stuff. Um, and then. Yeah, and then of course this movie comes out, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I we got it. Obviously, we bought it and we watched <laughs> it. <laughs> and yeah, the rest is history, I guess. So yeah, I was I was ingrained in the Bionicle lore as a kid. 
I was the target demographic, and I was uh, I was all all in it. So when you heard that we had we got requested this movie, you you could remember it. You were like, ah, that movie. I remember pieces of it, yeah. And like, it it was literally the first place I looked for it in the house. (laughs) I knew exactly where it was. That's great. I unfortunately <laughs> didn't see any of these movies. I do remember Megablocks doing something similar. Uh, mm. Megablocks had like this Dragons series that they did. And I remember watching the movies with that. And I'm sure they're terrible. But as a kid, it was just cool to see that, you know, your toy move around animated. It was actually around the same time. Um, so one of the yeah, things. Yeah, okay. I have an issue with that. I don't like comparing Megablocks to Legos because Megablocks are on a totally different scale. They're, they are not nearly as good as Legos. What are you talking about? Megablocks had guns. That makes them better. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I'm definitely team Lego, but I have uh, Okay, do you know like the manufacturing standard that Legos are made to? It's no. ridiculous. Let me see if I can find it fast. Oh boy. Are we, is this turning into a Megablocks versus Legos? No, just this one thing. Podcast. Lego. Okay, here we go. The machines use a very accurate molds with a precision tolerance as low as point. Zero zero two millimeters. That's tiny. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's like smaller than like you can detect without a microscope. And that's why they fit together perfectly. Every Lego fits together perfectly with every Lego. You don't get that kind of precision with Mega Bloks. So, well, step I, off. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, and uh, nothing, nothing. Speaking of <laughs> stepping off, nothing brings the pain quite like stepping on a Lego brick. I think we've all uh, I think we've all experienced that in our life, um, but that is that is interesting. I've always liked the company of Lego. I, I think that they represent themselves really well, and they yeah, make definitely. a and they have an iconic product, and they have that whole like kind of anti-violence stance. Uh, I mean, there's a reason why they don't have Lego guns. And, they do uh, have Lego guns. We have a few. Really? Little rifles and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Have, like, blasters and stuff. I um that's right because they they have like the muskets too I remember that yeah but stormtroopers always had just backwards megaphones with the little thing well, on that well end. the newer ones have have like uh little blasters no you're you're totally right though I'm I'm talking because I I even remember the cowboys had little cowboy pistols um but they were still pretty wholesome as like a as a whole package there Legos yeah and uh and they make a lot of quality products from media to 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 to, to video games to the actual product itself um I agree so. Completely. So, um, after, well, in preparation for this podcast, I did a little bit of tweeting uh, on the Affable Chat account, and I was looking around the, the Bionicle community, and it's actually pretty li- alive and well. Um, on the Affable Chat Twitter, I retweeted some original art by some mm. just people on Twitter that were pretty, that were pretty cool, um, and people who are just diehard Bionicle fans. We had um, this one woman who, she's, uh, like, th- she's, doing one of the more local one of the more recent memes where it's like a bunny giving its heart to you but then it like holds it back and let like it, it has like a condition for giving you its love and she's like you can have my heart only if you watch bionicle mask of light with me and i'm like wow <laughs> that's your condition that's awesome um but th- there's a couple of things that i found that i thought were really interesting so one of them is that apparently the ceo of lego just announced that they're going to reboot bionicles but it's going to be all female like all the bionicles are going to be female i couldn't find anything else to confirm this and i tweeted at the guy who said it and he didn't reply so i'm not Mm. sure if that's true but he it was like today that he tweeted it Uh, so 
I don't know, breaking news potentially. You heard it here first. And if it's not true, <laughs> you know, it's, blame that guy. Um, <laughs> so that was. I do think that's interesting that there's only one girl Bionic Ball. Right. Uh, you and, know, like the obvious thing was to be to have three of them be girls. Yeah, or none of them, right? Make them just not gender. Yeah, like asexual. Right? Uh, like none of them be males or females. But, anyways, speaking of them having gender. There's another interesting thing I found, which was this, uh, this guy named Nintendo at Nintendo Melon. He made a Bionicle Tinder for Toatahu and uplo- <laughs> <laughs> uploaded a picture. Toatahu, 19 years old. He's the Toa of Fire at Toa Mata. And uh, he uploaded it with all these pictures of him surfing and all the different Toatahus, all the different iterations. And uh, I'll read you the bio. It's, I was on a quest to find the six Kanohi masks, but I found you instead. And now that you've filled my heart with energizing protodermis, will you allow me to lead this relationship as I lead my fellow Toa? I'm not looking for anything serious right now, but I want to eventually settle down and find someone to become a Taruga with. <laughs> no smokers, <laughs> Pomatorin, or members of the Brotherhood of Makuta. <laughs> that's good but but there's controversy here because not only did toa uh to kua uh not get any or sorry toa tahu not get any matches but tinder shut him down uh yeah um sad so uh, like the it, it seems nintendo has filed a complaint against tinder for being racist against uh toa so uh, we'll follow that up if there's any developing news there. But I thought it was, <laughs> that was funny. funny. It's, I'm surprised how much uh, Bonacle is still being tweeted Around, about. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay, so um, you want, do you want to talk about the lore a little bit? <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> I've already written two pages, so. <laughs> okay, so um, first I would like to thank Fandom, uh, the website. Who 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 uh who assembled this? I don't who, I don't. There wasn't a guy like a person's name attached to this article I found. Um, but whoever it is, you're the real MVP because you must have combed through years of Bionicle comics to come up with this, and it is so confusing and so dumb. I'm just gonna okay. I'm just gonna <laughs> hit you with some of this, right? Okay. I'll get down to the middle and then um and I'll stop. So the Toa Land. Mysteriously, yeah, the Toa land mysteriously on an island called Matanui. Confusingly, there's also a great spirit, basically God, also called Matanui. Matanui has an evil brother named Makuta, or the Makuta. It doesn't really matter. And now I know, I understand that like, it's the brotherhood of Makuta. It is like, they're a class, just like the Toa is a class. So, anyway. Okay. The Toa, or Toa Mata, in their current form, fight something called Rahi and join up to fight the Makuta. They fail and are teleported back to Kini Nui, which is the island of Matanui. Uh, next, they encounter the Borok, which are these big bugs that operate in swarms. They can be controlled by special masks. I really like these guys. The Toa discovered exosuits called Exotoa that they think will aid them in imprisoning the Borok, but their suits restrict their elemental powers, so they just leave them behind. They defeat the masterminds of the Borok swarms, the Balrog, and stop the Borok, but in the process fall into some energized Produrans, which we mentioned earlier, which transform them into the Toa Nuva, who are also in this movie. Also, interesting note, the uh, Prodermans, Hermes or whatever, is that that's the same thing that Toa Takanuva falls into with the Makuta at the end, and that's ah. why they transform into something else. Yeah. That shiny puddle. Shiny puddles. 
The Toa Nuva then have to fight the Barak Cow, which are secret Illuminati Barak who steal the Toa's powers. <laughs> and I copied this directly from fandom, and I love this paragraph because it's just the most confusing mess of words you've ever heard in your life. Okay. The Borak Cow eventually travel to the Borak Nest with the Nuva symbols. The Toa follow them and witness the Exo Toa fighting the elite Borak to guard the Nuva Cube. The Exo Toa are defeated and the Borak Cow are lit, ready to fit the Nuva symbols into the Nuva Cube to, excuse me, to awaken the Borak and release the Borak swarms again, just as Tahu uses the Kanoe Vahi the uh, mask of time to slow down time around the Borak Cal, but after the Karana Cal turns silver, protecting them from this threat. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh. So I haven't mentioned yet that there are special masks that have special powers, like time and distortion or controlling gravity, and that's confusing about which mask is and like how it all works together. But yeah, we've kind of talked about the mask already. Um. Okay. So then the Toa stop resisting and let the Borak Cow absorb all of their powers, but it proves too great for them, and they are destroyed. Um, and then, this movie happens. And at the end of this movie, they discover a new city beneath Matanui called Metranui. And the next section of the, <clears throat> the Bionicle lore is a, like a How I Met Your Mother style story. It's like, and this is what happened 1,000 years ago. Oh, and, then they, and then they reboot the whole thing 1,000 years ago. Um, and I could keep going. For a while, but I think I, I think we idea. get the picture. That was amazing, Joey. Like I have to commend you on just pronouncing all that stuff. I'm looking at it right now, and I can hardly read it. It's so many, so many vowels. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I, I the, the thing is, as much as we've poked fun at this whole Bionicles world, I do have to applaud them for creating like this deep lore. Uh, I, I'm sure that if you can, if you're not like us, and you can get past the, some of the ridiculousness, this is actually pretty cool. Um, and I don't having... know. Though. Okay, here's my criticism of the lore. Like reading through the whole thing, it it they don't develop the characters hardly at all. Instead, they just keep rebooting. They just keep introducing new ones. You know, like so. At the, so we've got we got the like I'm okay with the first transition. You know, I understand that every year they have to come up with new bionicles mm-hmm. in order to sell more bionicles, right? Like finding excuses for that. I'm fine with that. So in the first iteration, right, you have the original guys. Then they're transformed into the Toa Nuva, who you see in this movie. But the third generation are not connected to them at all. These are, these are Toa from a thousand years ago. And then the next generation um, of uh, what happened, okay, they get transformed uh, by, like, mutated into something else. And they meet another six Toa. So it's like, okay. How many toe you got now? 18? Like, why? You don't need that many. <clears throat> just, just stick with the same ones. Write something into the story about how they transformed periodically. You know, the exosuits thing is a good idea. Keep, keep building on that and saying, like, oh, as they grow older, they grow differently or whatever. And, like, this is just how the evolution works. Instead of introducing new characters every time. And they do this over and over and over again. Because eventually that 1,000 year, years ago uh, thing uh, gets tied up. Uh, by the way, there's a bunch of stuff about combining with spiders. Here, let me. Let me just, <laughs> at least we can find that. Is one this right thing. after the uh, the the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies started coming out? <coughs> They're trying to. Uh, it's actually after that. That came out like what 2003. Yes, actually, the um, same time as this movie. I think. Hold on one second. Let me see if I can find this. Okay, here it is. So, um, Vakama is the leader of the Toas, and he's frustrated because he's a bad leader. So he betrays them. And becomes a general 
for the spiders, who are the enemies of the Toa. And he captures the new Toa's friends and uses them to leverage a promotion among the spiders. Then he fights a 1v1 Fox-only final destination with another Toa. Nice. And they have, and they have a fight talk. And at the end, Vakama is like, you know what? I should betray the spiders and join the Toa again. <laughs> Benedict Arnold. <laughs> and that is not even the first time... That's not even the first time that another a, like somebody gets joined up with a with a spider. That happens later too. <laughs> All right. Well. Yeah, but like this this is my whole thing. It's like instead of developing the characters as characters, instead of giving them personalities and unique names and like having them kind of grow on like personal journeys or arcs, all they do is just keep introducing new ones and and you know convoluting the whole thing. It's almost like it's confusing on purpose, which I don't really appreciate. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm with you there. I'm thoroughly confused at this point. There's way more to this Bionicles universe than I ever thought ever possible. Ever could have imagined. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. But um okay, all right, let's try to, let's, Yeah, let's try to put this well, let's try to put a lid on this. So, okay. um I think this brings us to our final port uh segment of the show, yeah. which is our rating. And uh Joey, do you want to give us your rating first? Yeah, sure. I uh I give this movie six Toa heroes, but you only see three on screen at once for budget reasons. <laughs> um, I give this movie all steam or hot air, as they say. <laughs> uh, which is one of my favorite lines from this movie, and uh, I think it's I think it's accurate. Good. Well said. Well said. So, um, okay, so that does it for. The Bionicle movie. Shout out to Justin once again for uh, you know recommending this. If uh, if you're listening right now and you have an idea for a movie that you think you'd love to hear us talk about, um, tweet at us, email us. We are always looking for new episodes to do. Um, we really we feel like this is the best way to get you guys involved. Uh, you know, but if you have any comments at all, really, we our our email inbox is open. Next yep. week, we're going to be talking about Arrival, another movie that was suggested to us. Um, so we'll look forward to that. But in the meantime, for Affable Chat, I'm Benjamin. And I'm Joey. Thanks for listening. Hey, thanks for listening to Affable Chat. You can find us on iTunes, Google, or your favorite podcast app. If you want to help us grow the podcast, share it, rate us five stars, and or write us a review. It really helps. Have a comment about something we said? Tweet at us at AffableChat or write us an email, affablechat at gmail.com. Check the description for links to any of the outside topics we discussed. And once again, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.